What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Happy Skews Day. <coughs> it is November 28th, 2023. I'm Trey. This is my mustache. That's Mark and his beard. What's up, Mark? How you doing? None, buddy. I'm going to talk about school vouchers, uh, specifically mm-hmm. in your state of Tennessee, but also like how it's been tried and it's failing around the country and we're still pushing forward with it anyway uh, because reasons. Yeah, I was um, hoping we, I texted you earlier today without knowing what you plan to talk about and, and suggested this topic. And the main reason is because I know Tennessee's up to it. I know just because Tennessee's doing it, I know it's some bullshit. Uh, and I've since looked into it and understand some of the reasons why, but it's one of those things where if you just hear about it just on a very superficial level, it sounds like, oh, well, that doesn't sound, that sounds like a nice thing to do or whatever. And then you dig into it and of course it's all bullshit. So We'll get into all that a little later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we get to the show, a couple of things. My my friend Elizabeth, who watches the show sometimes, I guess, it, but had, hadn't seen our coverage of Queen Dulo. She just texted me today if mm-hmm. I was familiar with what the QAnon Queen of Canada is up Canada, to. And I was yes. like, I have not lately, but thank you for letting me know since she's up to some shit. So she's back, baby. Queen right. Dulo, if you're not familiar, um, during the height of COVID declared herself the rightful ruler of Canada Uh and had her minions go around delivering cease and desist orders to police stations in Canada to stop enforcing COVID protocols. Uh, She, her cult apparently moved into um, a small town in Saskatchewan called Richmond. It's a town of 150 people. You can imagine what it would do to a town of 150 people to have like 30, 40, 50 psychos moving. Right. Yeah, that's that's rough, dude. Like, yeah, you know, town so, where everybody. I'm from a town of like seven, eight hundred, and everybody already knows everybody. I can't imagine one fifth right. of that getting overran by fifty, you know, cultish lunatics. That's uh, that's tough. That fucks the potlucks all up, you know. Yeah. So they moved into an abandoned school that had been bought by a guy who uh, it turned out to be a follower of hers, but originally planned to turn it into a weed grow. Uh, so they move in this abandoned school. Yeah, and just classic squatting. cult stuff. I feel like, yeah. you know. And they were doing rituals in the school auditorium. They were like, they have these bizarre religious rituals involving a made up currency that Queen Dedulos declared the fish, official currency of Canada. Uh-huh. Anyway, so, uh, they fought, they called a fire marshal on her. They got him kicked out because uh, somebody had noticed they spot, they spotted a heater propped up against a propane tank. Which <laughs> <laughs> my thing is like the solution to your problem is right there. Yeah, like just let nature run. Just let them do it. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, let them uh, Darwin award themselves. Why not? Well, I was actually I was going to say we first brought this up. It's why you people like this come up. You know, she's come up a couple times. I feel like the first time was like the height of COVID. So like three years ago at this point. Uh-huh. And people like this will come up and you're like, damn, that's wild. That's a wild person. Then like you just go on with your life. But unless they're dead or in jail, that person is out there every single day still mm-hmm. being insane. Right. So like imagine what all she's been up to or what all's going on. Like you hear about them and then you forget about them. But like, no, she's still out there crazy yeah. in it up it's wild to yeah. think about her followers bought her a couple of rvs that she kind of stole and it's like okay uh so the fire marshal chased them out of the abandoned school and they thought they'd gotten rid of them but they just moved into a farmhouse in the outskirts of town so it's like funny to me this q this town's trying to deal with QAnon people like they're like they're a bed bug infestation <laughs> yeah like, right <laughs> yeah just burn the farmhouse down you know yeah <laughs> Uh, my other, the other favorite news story I saw today, uh, this headline in Time Magazine, South Korean farmers threatened to release 2 million dogs in protest of dog meat ban. Uh, I didn't know people were still, I mean, obviously you've heard all the the hacky racist jokes from the 80s and 90s about Asians eating dogs and stuff. Uh, I 100% fully thought that was just like a racist myth or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like I... It never crossed my mind that they actually were eating dogs over there. Like, so I was, I was pretty taken yeah. aback by this because I always yeah. thought that was just some, you know, some, some shit your drunk uncle says and always mm-hmm. has said, you know, uh, well, it's, so, it's yeah, not super wild. It's not super popular anymore. Um, but we'll get we, that in a second, but like, like, so like I eat meat, I'm not judgmental on that aspect of it. I got a little dog. I can't imagine eating my dog. Unless you know times get real, real hard, but like <laughs> I eat, like I people have pet cows and ate steak, and people have pet pigs and ate yeah. bacon. So it's not like I mean, right? Not, I mean, I think aren't pigs it. supposed to be? Aren't pigs like ostensibly they're like just as smart as dogs, right? I mean, it's one of those things where it's like really it it's kind of just arbitrary. I know how insane this sounds to some people, big dog lovers and whatnot, but I mean it's true. Mm-hmm. Like 
No, it, it is, is kind of arbitrary the things that we're like totally cool with eating versus the things we're not. Because again, if pigs are just as intelligent as dogs, then what difference does it make? It's just that bacon hits that hard, so that makes maybe, it different. You know, maybe so. dog hits. I don't know. I'll, I'll yeah, right. Good. Yeah. Uh, so, but the, these these people that run these dog butchering operations are really uh, obviously you know up in arms about their livelihood being taken away. So what they're threatening to do is to release the 2 million dogs they have, which of course would not be profit centers. They would just be losses. Uh, they're going to release 2 million dogs around the home of like government officials. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And I was like, that's uh, just as a purely as a fan of chaos and it's not happening around me. I kind of think it's fucking hilarious, but so, well, let me tell you some of these coastal white people here in America. You talk about mm-hmm. rescuing dogs. Y'all love to rescue dogs. Hey, here's some dogs in serious need of rescue. Yeah, you guys need to coordinate a, a plan of action. Yeah. So some polling data, like 86% of South Koreans have little intention of consuming dog meat and 57% support a ban on dog meat consumption. This is a popular. It's not. It's like eating dogs is not super popular over there. Uh, and uh, another poll last year, so 64% of South Koreans are opposed to dog meat consumption. And this is basically just papaws mad about losing tradition because like it's right. like centuries old practice. It's like a superstitious thing. They eat sure. dog meat to combat the summer heat. It's like a way to cool. They think it like cools you down in the summertime, which is not something I was familiar with. Well, and you know, what's funny about that is if unless yeah. this is also a myth, as I understand it in Korea, also older people, they have a superstition that ceiling fans are deadly that they they can Mm. kill you if they're in your home so it's like they're causing their own problems here you know what i mean you wouldn't have to combat the summer heat with dog meat if you just hooked up a ceiling fan (laughs) at least that would help a little bit but these superstitions are 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 fucking these people over also this feels like one of those things it's like it's based on the stats you just gave us it seems like this would probably just take care of itself in another 15 or so years so you know, yeah. maybe just let it ride so you don't have two million stray dogs running around everywhere. I don't know. It is sort of heartening for me that like every country has like papaws that just can't let go of dumb bullshit, even if of it's course. like it's uh, universal like, law of papaldom for sure. Yeah. And it's like like the uh, uh like my my aunt's sister used to have this thing, like this old wives' tale that like if you get an ice cream headache, if you hold the bowl of ice cream out in the palm of your hand, it'll make the ice cream headache go away in like five seconds. I'm like, but ice cream headaches go, go, away, go away in five <laughs> seconds. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like, okay. Put your head between your legs with your thumb up your ass for five seconds. You know, eventually mm-hmm. the headache will go away. It's crazy how that works. Yeah. So it's like, if I can't eat dog meat, how am I going to cool down in the summertime? I don't know, man. Just like, go like this for a little bit. Yeah. That's my solution to your problem. <laughs> Uh, yeah. also before we get to, I want to talk about Eric Adams for a second, the mayor of New York. Uh, so he got hit with a, a sexual assault lawsuit. You're seeing a ton of these right now in New York because, um, New York passed a law called the adult survivors act that sort of suspended like, um, yeah, statute of limitations for a year, uh, in the wake of me too, to let people like get justice for long ago assaults. So that's what, that's what Donald Trump was sued under by Eugene Carroll. Um, so, uh, like, that's why you don't know if you've seen the P. Diddy lawsuit details that are pretty horrifying. Yeah. And, and I kind of feel well, like I haven't seen the more... details, but yeah, I know about yeah. it. Yeah. Russell Brand. Right. Yeah. Russell Brown's one, one that got sued under this. Uh, like, I feel like uh, P. Diddy is about to uh, Diddy's about to go through it, I think. Uh, and if you did all the stuff he's accused of, including planning a car bomb as one of the stories I read uh in a in kid cuddy's car uh allegedly <laughs> i'm gonna say allegedly here so i'm so, gonna by diddy dude, quick side note i was on a I, I did a uh uh i was a guest on a serious satellite radio show the karen hunter show which is on their mm-hmm. urban channel right so i was the only white person on there and they asked me and i hadn't they asked me it was like did you hear about what diddy did recently they brought it up and i was like oh yeah that was crazy right hilarious and they were like what and I was like, <laughs> I was like, you talking about where he like dressed up as Batman on Halloween and pretended to apprehend the Joker at that re- record party or whatever. Like he hired a guy to be the Joker or whatnot. And he came in as Batman. Hilarious. They're like, no, no, it's horrific sexual assault allegations. I was like, oh, okay. Well, no, nope. Hadn't heard about that. And, uh, I don't find that hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I apologize. We, it's really easy to step in a hole like that because we all get our news from such different places now that like right. you, you could you could just know the Batman story and not know about the horrific sexual abuse uh, allegations at all. Um, right. But well, they wrote Adams, it off as me being a white guy, which I was told I, I went with. I was like, yeah, that's uh, it. They were they were like, yeah, yeah when well, you know in the black community we're all keeping up with Diddy, but I guess you guys haven't gotten the news yet. And I'm sitting there knowing that like you and most white people have. It's just me. But I was like, yep, us whites, <laughs> we don't keep up. 
so Adams, like his denial, like, I don't know why guys do this, he, but his denial is like, I don't recall ever meeting this person and I would never harm. Well, first of all, I don't recall ever meeting this person. I'm no public relations strategist, but I would not do that because the next thing that happens is immediately a picture of you two together at a party in like yeah. 1995. Right. But like, yeah. uh, he also said, I would never harm anyone in that magnitude. So the, obviously mm-hmm. he's saying there's a degree to which he would harm people. Right. So yeah. Eric Adams should not talk in public. I don't know if you've ever listened to like his yeah, ghost saying is the hate, my haters become my waiters when I sit down at the table <laughs> of success. So he likes, he likes to say that over so, and over again. Dude, first of all, it's tough for him because he doesn't have the card to play uh, pleading not guilty by reason of being Italian, right? The way that, <laughs> yeah. uh, the way that Cuomo. Cuomo did. And yeah, speaking yeah. of Cuomo, what the fuck is up with like New York politicians? You know what I mean? It feels like they're exclusively crazy. I mean, it's like, because I feel like New York's, a, you know, it's obviously a wild place and a big city, but it's wild that they they only yeah. elect lunatics. Apparently, and like like it's being odd. a big city mayor is makes you just sign up to be the most hated person in a town. I cannot think of a popular big city mayor in America right now, uh, but New York especially, like they they might never have a normal mayor again. Like their last four, you got Rudy, who you know uh, did weird bits where he dressed in drag like Marilyn Monroe and announced he was divorcing his wife at a press conference before he told her Uh, you got, and he was a a national joke before nine 11, then treated as a hero after nine 11, then became a national joke again for reasons that we're all familiar with. You got Michael Bloomberg who made a signature issue trying to take away everyone's like extra large sodas. You got Bill de Blasio who murdered a groundhog on live television at the groundhog day (laughs) celebration. And then, Immediately after leaving office, announced him and his wife were opening their marriage, which do yeah. it if you want to, but leave us out of it. And now you got Eric Adams, who just last week said, he said, I am mayor because God gave me the authority to be mayor. He invoked the divine right of New York mayors. Sure. Yeah. So ignoring the sec, I don't know any details of the sexual assault allegations, and I imagine we'll be hearing more about them going forward. But he also, like, his devices got seized by the FBI a couple weeks ago because he's accused of, like, taking illegal campaign contributions from uh, Turkey. Um, And so he supposedly helped the government of Turkey get city approval to open a 35-story skyscraper that housed uh, diplomatic facilities in 2021, despite concerns about the tower's fire safety systems. So he helped the Turkish government skirt fire regulations so they could all die faster in a fire, I guess. But the punchline of this is he apparently has a lot of when he's going back to being borough president of, of, of Brooklyn, he like has a lot of ties to the Turkish government. He actually made a cameo in a 2017 Turkish rom-com uh, where two guys ask him for political favors in Turkish. He says they can't understand them. They take a selfie together. Let's watch this video of Eric Adams in a rom-com pretending to take bribes from Turkish officials years before he's accused of taking bribes from Turkish officials. <laughs> Hocam, benim apartmana bir ek kat çıkabilir miyiz? Bize bir yol yordam göstersen. Saygıdeğer başkanım, kıymetli Erik Efendi. Az sokağa bir döner çocukken açalım bizi. Kıçımıza kaçmaya yılan kalmadı. Sizden ruhsatını rica edebilir <gülüyor> So You guys are from Turkey. Brooklyn loves Turkey. Brooklyn is the Istanbul of America. We love your what? food. We love your I always music. said it. Everybody says that, Mark. <laughs> Brooklyn, is the- Brooklyn is the Istanbul of America. I've heard, yeah, common common idiom, common phrase that. At the end of this, he takes a selfie with him. Uh, also, I feel like one of those old like jokes in like old martial arts movies and stuff where it feels like that dude, the subtitle, the second guy, it said he said, show us the way which takes three seconds to say. And he talked for like nine or 10 seconds. You know what I mean? Did you notice that? It's like, it, it just felt like, I feel like he was saying more than just that. <laughs> yeah. He said a I whole lot, a lot of, of Turkish words and it was like, you got it, buddy. Or whatever. I watched a lot of shows that are subtitled in like uh, Spanish and uh, Portuguese, uh, Brazilian, Brazilian crime shows hit for me. Uh, but like, they, so like they'll talk, like I'm sure it's just a, the translators like trying to, yeah, make, make it as simple to understand for English right. speakers as possible. Yeah, right. It's not a and literal also translation. Out, taking out idioms we wouldn't understand and references right, we wouldn't understand right. just to get the. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure they're not telling us the full translation of what they're saying. But it yeah. will. They will talk for like three minutes, and then they'll just, they'll pop up like, "Let's go to the store." Like, okay, right. <laughs> right. 
Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, Eric Adams sucks. And like three years ago, people were asking, like, he was obviously the next Democratic nominee for president and he's corrupt and stupid and venal and a bad mayor. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know the truth about the facts, but if he goes to jail, I will enjoy that. So, uh, let's get to so <laughs> I do want to say quickly, this was a while ago now, but you were on one. So I just let you keep going. But when you were going through all the recent mayors, you were like Giuliani, right? Did all the Giuliani shit. De Blasio murdered a groundhog and then did some wild sex stuff. Eric Adams, sexual assault, whatever. And then Bloomberg, you're like, this dude tried to take away big gulps, right? And then you just kept going. Like, I feel like Bloomberg, if he was listening, was like, well, that doesn't feel entirely fair. I don't know if the No, <laughs> but, it's, it, but he's a mega billionaire. So like, he's got to be, you know. There's got to be other shit. Uh. Oh yeah, for sure. But like, also, yeah. him, he didn't. He didn't need to be corrupt. Like, he only, he needed to be corrupt in the normal bargaining for votes way. But he, because he, like you said, he's a billionaire. He didn't have to like take money to try to get to be able to eat out at nice restaurants like Eric Adams does. Right. Um. So yeah, he did other. I mean, like stop and frisk. All that shit was going on. He was bad in other ways too. I just the one I can remember off the top. I know. Of it was, a big it was just funny the way like, it played out. And like, <laughs> I don't have any. I don't have any huge like ideological problem with being like America has an obesity crisis. We shouldn't be giving out sixty four ounce sodas for a dollar yeah. fifty because the government subsidizes like uh, corn, uh, you know, corn. corn syrup. Yeah, right. But like, but like, also it just makes Democrats look stupid. It, it yeah. looks like nanny state bullshit. Like, so Absolutely. if you can't do totally it, yeah. don't propose it. <laughs> I, I'm actually pretty. That's one of the. I've thought before. It's that like that might be the thing I'm the most, I guess, conservative about is that type of stuff because like. Mm. I agree. It does feel like nanny state shit. And I'm a big proponent of like personal responsibility. And when it comes to that type of shit, you know what I mean? I don't think if we, if we're supposed to be a free country, we ought not be telling people they can't, you know, explode in, in proportion because they like 64 right. ounce drinks. Like, you know, that's on them. They want to make sure. a Mountain Dew, let them have a Mega Mountain Dew, as far as I'm concerned. And also, it's like you're not regulating. Not only you're not regulating, you're subsidizing the companies that make those sodas. And on the back end, punishing us for consuming and enjoying the products. My thing is like, yeah, the government should not make it illegal for me to have a flavored vape because they think it's going to give me cancer. While it's legal for a corporation Absolutely. to dump chemicals in a river that right. gives me cancer. Preach. Like, Preach, do buddy. one or the other. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. A hundred percent on that. All right, let's get into it. Uh, producer Matt is with us behind the scenes, pulling the strings. This is weekly skews. Before we continue, I want to do a couple quick reminders for you. Number one, if you'd like to see me perform stand-up comedy live in the flesh, and you should, go to TreyCrowder.com. Check out the tickets to the upcoming shows. I'll be in San Francisco this weekend, Lowell, Arkansas next weekend. Then me, Corey, and Drew will be together for our Christmas shows, our annual Christmas shows at Zany's in Nashville. Always a great time. And I've got 2024 dates up. You can see them there. Florida, Charlottesville, St. Louis, Andy, Washington, D.C., Richmond, Virginia Beach, and we're adding more all the time. So go to TreyCrowder.com. Check it out. Uh, also on TreyCrowder.com, you can find a link to me and Corey's book, Round Here and Over Yonder, A Comedic Travel Guide. This, The link on my website is to the actual book book. But right now, Audible has half off for their uh, audio books as a Cyber Monday deal. It lasts for the next week. So you can go to Audible and get the audio book that me and Corey read for half off. Pretty sweet. Lastly, if you enjoy this program and would like to show your support, you can do so by signing up on Patreon. $5 a month gets you access to full-length bonus episodes. Uh, we're gonna Last one we did, I think, was about moral panics. we got another one coming up soon. And uh, we do two a month. It's a lot of fun. We cover things we don't get to in the regular show or things that happen in between, just stuff we want to talk about. It's a lot of fun, but also you can support the show in the process while getting some more SKUs in your life. So go to weeklyskews.com slash more or go on Patreon and look me up. Either way, you'll find it. Make it happen. All right, we appreciate it. As we mentioned up top, we're going to be talking about school vouchers. We already covered all that, why it seems all right, but is bullshit. We're going to get into the details of that in a little bit. But first, we begin with the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. Tonight's DD, the media, for talking about actual crimes instead of adults fucking each other. Matt, let's hear this clip. <laughs> this is George Santos, naturally. Congress, reporters don't care to write about adultery anymore. And trust me, there's been plenty of this Congress. And nobody writes about it anymore because George Santos is here. They should look at it this way. Look, George, with George being around, a lot of this shit's going to go under the rug because none of the reporters write about it anymore. And if it does, it ends up getting like some inner obscure column somewhere in the newspaper. It's not front page like it used to be. Members of Congress have resigned or have been uh, 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 ousted from positions of power for cheating on their spouse in the past. 
Now, <laughs> ah, that's nothing. Nobody cares. George Santos is here. So just putting that out there because I think it's relevant. I think it's really relevant. And one thing that I, I, I bring up and I, I do classic want you to go narcissist, the whole like, you know, it's like, oh, they're not going to do that anymore because ever since I showed up, it's all about me. But like, right. I had two thoughts when I first heard this. My first thought was like, oh, shit, because you said he's already said he's not running again. Right. He's not running mm -hmm. for reelection. OK, so my first thought was like, oh, shit. Santos about to go scorched earth, right? Just mm -hmm. air every kind of laundry and get like, that's going to be fun. But then my second thought was like, yeah, but he's the most easily discreditable person on planet earth. You know what I mean? Like, no, I can't act like I believe all the wild shit. He's about to start saying about all his Republican, you know, colleagues after pointing out every other thing he said as a goddamn lie. So that's a, it's a bummer, you know, cause I feel like he's about to come out with some juicy shit, but it's so easy for anyone to go like, yeah, you actually believe that though. You know how this dude is. You know, I wish it was someone right. else. He also has like, it's amazing. This guy's like got elected to Congress and has been there a year and has like a child's understanding of how stuff works. Cause he's, he's basically complaining that he gets all the attention for being corrupt. And he, he's right because his corruption is by the black letter of the law, straightforwardly illegal mm -hmm. and, and egregious, you know? Yeah. He doesn't understand why those people resigned because it was not for cheating on their spouses the meat like the washington media for better or for worse does not just write a story if you cheat on your wife that's not a thing they do it, it the fact he thinks they do that is utterly bizarre to me he also went on to talk about how like uh uh like other members of congress do insider trading and he's right that is corrupt it's also legal right so like <laughs> he's just like a, like a naive little baby. He was talks he talked about how like people are fucking lobbyists in exchange for votes, which also probably isn't illegal. The, the, the Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky story only got covered because dr everybody knew it. Kind of drudge broke it first. And everybody stood around looking at each other, trying to figure out how they could talk about this. The thing everybody knew the mainstream press had no way to talk about. Then they found the corruption angle, which was he had tried to use his leverage to get her a job, to bribe her to stay silent. Mm -hmm. All right. That was the part that gave him the hook to cover it. Santos, on the other hand, is threatening. Like he might be doing it now because they're supposed to, they, they tried to call on him to resign today. Like Mike, John, uh, Mike, Mike Johnson met with him and urged him to resign to save the caucus from a tough vote. He's flatly deny, uh, refusing to do so and was supposedly going to go on the floor of Congress tonight and air all these allegations. He might be doing it as we're speaking, in which case, thank you for the content next week, George. Yeah, we'll get them to cover it because they will cover it as psych psycho George Santos goes right. on the floor of Congress and accuses X and Y of adultery and taking bribes. So he might get what he wants, <laughs> but. Either way, they're voting to expel him on Thursday, and I don't think this stuff gives them more reason to keep him around. <laughs> What's also just funny, it's not surprising coming from a guy like this, but the sort of like underlying implication of like that if if, if that shit's not talked about, his shouldn't be talked about either. Like the the you know, a sane person hears that and is like, yeah, none of that is cool. <laughs> and yeah. and it, people should, anyone should be held accountable for any of that type of, you know, uh, illicit behavior. I, I'm, I'm not saying like just plain old adultery, but, you know, any kind of actual wrongdoing, anyone should be held accountable of that in Congress, especially. But his opinion on it seems to be like, no, no one should. And it's bullshit that only I am. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, I thought that was the deal with a job like this is because, you know, look around, look at these guys. You're supposed to be able to get away with this stuff, but I can't. That's not fair. And it's right. like, it's just the insight into the way he looks he, at it. And I'm sure a lot of other ones do too. He ran before he walked. He, he, what you do usually is you get elected, you get to Congress, you look around and figure out what scams you can get away with. Then you do it. He started doing scams before he got elected. <laughs> right. He hadn't had the tutoring. And so like, it's just like, like anyway, He's not going to go quietly. This might be the last time we get to talk about him, in which case, uh, rest in peace, George Santos. Um, while we're talking about Mike Johnson, uh, he said some weird shit. So he no. dug up some old shit. No way. <laughs> he was talking about, like, trans Is it sex-related? Yes. <laughs> sure. He basically yeah. said in a radio interview that, like, people shouldn't be allowed to be trans because him and his friends would have pretended to be trans in high school if they'd go in the girls' locker room and look at the naked girls. Mm -hmm. That feels like a confession, Mike. And yes. it 
it's not really the way things work in the real world, but I did want to, like, after we talked about moral panics, I was thinking on, on the Patreon episode, I was thinking about it, because I don't know if you remember, we talked about it. The ex- way the experts describe it is the first step is uh, labeling, a fo- creating what they call a folk devil, right? Right. It's like you take a small group of people, exaggerate their power and numbers and importance, make them out to be bad, and then target them. Right. It's yeah. sort of like they, they can be a fake, they can be a fake group, but they also, they can be real like trans people. I saw some numbers that fucking astounded me about how successful this psyop has been to a degree. They did. There's a recent public polling that asked Americans to guess how many people they think are trans in America. Mm-hmm. And the median response among all the, all the people who took this survey was 21%. Absolutely. There are a ton insane. of Americans walking around thinking that America is 21% trans. What's so <laughs> wild to me about that is that I assume the people who are guessing super high like that, I'm assuming that they're right wing and they're terrified of trans people and trans people don't hit for them. I'm further assuming that they don't know any trans people, right? Mm-hmm. Personally. And I bet they know a lot of other people like them who also don't know any trans people, which means they must assume that like San Francisco, for example, is 98.5% trans people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, they uh-huh. don't think about math that hard, but I'm saying they never, ever, ever see them in their daily life in fucking buck snort Tennessee or whatever, but they think mm-hmm. one in five people is trans. So that means they think cities are made up just exclusively of trans people or something or right. blue states or both. You know, it's wild. America, America by the way, is 13.6% blacks. They think there's like 160% as many trans people as there are black people walking around America. And by the way, the, the, according to this survey, the number of trans people in America is about 0.5%. So about 142nd of the number of people said in this survey. Uh-huh. I've seen other numbers as high as 1.6%. And also it's a little bit higher by generation as kids get more um, more socially liberal with this stuff. Uh, but the closest in the gr- group of people I could uh, could find the 0.5% is Native Hawaiian or Pacific Islander is 0.3%. So roughly, roughly about as many trans people in America as there are Native Hawaiians. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like the thing that I found amazing to me about this, is we know from the last couple of electoral cycles where they failed fear-mongering about this stuff. And Republicans have kind of, except outside of women's sports, have kind of stopped talking a lot about it, even though, it, unless they're like really protected right-wing districts. But I, what? But it's like, we know it doesn't work to like move people's attitudes, despite the fact they've gaslit people into thinking that more than one in five people is, so they, this, the, the propaganda part worked 70% of the way, and then everyone stopped caring. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's just the funniest fucking thing they did to themselves. It's like, God damn it. Um, oh, fuck. It's so weird. Uh, it, so also today, um, Hunter Biden, James Comer uh, mm-hmm. called Hunter Biden to testify uh, in his whatever sham impeachment investigation. Yes. And Hunter oh, said, OK, I, yes. all right, that's fine. I'll do that, which I imagine they did. They could not have expected that. I feel like they had to expect him to do what they always do with Jim Jordan. Everybody has always done, you know, duck a refuse and ducky yeah, and all that. So, you know, that had to come. So- so, but but he basically said, I'll testify, but in a public hearing, so you can't lie about what happened and what, what was he said. Care. Like, I mean, right. I, every single American should want every single hearing like this to be public. I mm-hmm. cannot imagine what kind of mental gymnastics you have to go through to make an argument that they shouldn't be. Like, mm-hmm. why? Why could you possibly argue that they shouldn't be public? So, uh, well, the argument is they want to be able to lie about it. And by the way, I'm not exaggerating about that. <laughs> yeah. A uh, former sports anchor. I think this is Michelle Tafoya. It is Michelle Tafoya. Uh, former sportscaster Michelle Tafoya turned right wing grifter. Got the talking points. And that's explicitly what she said. If you don't believe me, check it out here. Yeah, that would be interesting. But I agree that I, I prefer hearings to be done behind closed doors because I think that they actually get to the to the heart of the matter and they get some truth and they can ask questions without preening for the camera, without all the grandstanding. That is my preference. And for for Abby Lowell, his attorney, to say, well, you all use that to misinform and to distort the facts. Well, you know what? You can do that, too, Abby. After he comes out of his closed door <laughs> session, you feel free to knock yourself out and you can distort, too. I mean, it's 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 a silly uh, argument. See, that's just like it, I said earlier about Santos, like his his outlook on it is like, no, we should all be able to get away with it. And it's bullshit that I can. It's a similar thing here where she's like, yeah, we're going to lie and twist the truth or whatnot. But I mean, you just do that, too. Why would you not just do that, too? Instead yeah. of like, how about the truth just comes out? <laughs> 
Or like people are allowed to see yeah, the that. truth. Like, yeah, it's so <laughs> insane. I had wondered, I wondered, because I'm a huge football fan, and every now and then I'll wonder what happened to Michelle Tafoya. I knew she went right wing like and lost mm-hmm. her job as a football person, but I didn't know she had parlayed it into Fox News stuff. I'm not surprised, but yeah, hadn't seen her in a minute. So yeah, a few SBM personalities have tried that recently. Um it's, it's a very very weird move and you got a great job. Um right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because she was on why. Sunday night football. I know we don't have a lot of football fans or whatever, but she had she was the sideline reporter for years on like the premier like the game of the most week, popular week. show on television most popular show on yeah. Te- yeah right yeah i mean it was like a a one of like one of the hitness jobs you can have in all sports broadcasting in my opinion she had it mm-hmm. and said fuck it because she wanted to go off about yeah. the jews and trans or whatever else so sports center host whose name i can't remember right now uh she was upset about being forced to get vaccinated she got it but then ended up quitting anyways to start her own podcast and she gets like 10 downloads uh, fumbling the bag, baby. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It is next. Yeah, sure. All right. Honorable mention for daily dumbass people who are asking questions when it's me who's asking those questions. Not me, this but is this so guy. Funny. Yeah. The oldest president in U.S. history also continues to face questions about his age, even here in Nantucket. Mr. President, are you too old to be running for re-election? Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Why so- is that- <laughs> so if you can't tell is, that is the voice of the man giving this report so yes <laughs> he's continuing to face questions smash got to me asking the question yeah right he's like so some people are asking you know yeah. and it's like what people well for example <laughs> me i've been asking you know <laughs> it's so funny it's like if i screamed to donald trump do you have diarrhea in your pants sir and then lynn turned and like donald trump is continuing to face questions about whether or not he has diarrhea yeah, in his on pants. fox news on the number one most popular cable news network you know what i mean right. if that happened on that network you know because that's the important context <laughs> like people millions of viewers here continues to face criticism for his age and it's just this dude saying a thing that he did ah it's so ridiculous it's like breaking news. We all Joe Biden's all. We all fucking know it. Uh, so I want to talk about this story. Uh, Kraft uh, sued some uh, giant egg producers, but and successfully convinced a jury that egg prices, which are all led to believe, was the fault of uh, I don't know woke people or Biden. Joe or Biden. Eggs, yeah. eggs and gas was 100% Joe Biden, Mark. Where you been? They got they got busted for price gouging. So Graf's going to get some, uh, I guess they take eggs to put in all their other foods, uh, their, their food goods. So they, uh, uh, they haven't arrived at damages yet, but they did remind me that like, uh, these people have obviously been price gouging with yes. all the inflation. And like, of course. They, they, they've been saying it on their earnings calls. And I don't know why that's not a major scandal to break right. in the news. I know, like, I know. And that's like that's the part why I, I do want to be critical of Joe Biden because he could have come out and used the bully pu- pulpit of the presidency to point out these incidences of people being price gouged and, and corporations pretending it's inflation when really it's just pure pro- it's pure free profit and they realize they can just jack up prices and blame it on and blame it on the government. And, but also we talked about this when it comes to gas prices in Saudi Arabia. Do you really want to let these people pick the president? You right. know what I'm saying? Like they can manipulate prices to decide who's president every four years if they want to, if we're all going to be this big of a suckers. But Joe Biden absolutely, like Bernie and uh, Elizabeth Warren have both been be- beating this drum about uh, corporations price gouging us on the cover of inflation. And that's the one big thing that Joe Biden could be doing to make a better case about like what's actually going on in the economy and who's actually the bad actor here and who's at fault. The another thing you could do is like the Fed keeps raising interest rates to fight inflation, even though inflation has been brought down. And like you really do is, 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 is pay, much of a pain in the ass as inflation is you absolutely do not want deflation. Deflation is way worse than inflation. And yeah. that will lead to stuff you imagine like happening and like what we imagine happening, like, you know, developing world. Economy. Zimbabwe where they yeah. were printing billion dollar notes and stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, so one thing when Jerome Powell and the Fed were raising interest rates under Trump, he threatened to fire them. That would a huge break in norms, but the president can do that. Usually just let them serve out 10-year terms. Biden should absolutely threaten to fucking <laughs> fire the Fed for jacking up home and car prices constantly to fight a battle they already won. And like that's the thing that's like like that's really frustrating. Like he could absolutely do that. He won't do it because of the norms, but that is where he's fucking up. Um 
I, I, I do want to say like the, the, the ceasefire in, uh, between uh, Gaza and Hamas has been extended. It's not a perfect ceasefire. People, you know, take pot shots, keep violating it. Israel's still, you know, sniping people with quadcopters. I don't know if people are like, they have like quadcopter drones or sniper rifles on it, which is like frightening. The, the existence of say, that safe technology, we we really are away from doing war with robot dogs. Like, like, For like sure. It's right around the corner. Yeah. Um, I kind of believe that DARPA already has those. Yeah. Like yeah. robot dogs or robot panthers or whatever. Like I bet mm-hmm. they have kill bots, fully functional kill bots. That's a yeah, yeah. Uh, a four-year-old American hostage was returned. Thank God. Um, three Palestinians were shot in Vermont in the back this weekend, just for like they're like college. They're like here going to college, and some guy just shot them for like wearing kafiyas and like speaking in Arabic. They weren't yeah. like it's just like just purely a hate crime. And like I just want to say, like I can't. I'm not sure how to judge to like inform policy stuff. I tend to give presidents a big, a bit of a leeway, except what you're up to to the limits of stuff like starting an optional ground war in Asia. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like yeah. if you want to talk intelligently, but like how you should fight a war in Afghanistan, you got to know about like, was it called the Darden line and the, the history of the partition uh, uh, of India and Pakistan and how the different tribes relate to each other. I don't have to know shit to be like, that seems like a bad idea. Let's not do it. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, <laughs> uh, but like, so I don't want to give people credit for stuff that hasn't happened yet, but everyone seems to be settling down a little bit. Um, like Iran told Hezbollah to knock it off. Uh, is, uh, us and Iran stopped sh- taking pot shots at each other. Uh, Houthis have gone crazy. They hijacked a couple of, a couple of ships, including one American ship. So that's just got to correct the fuck out. But like, I, I was really scared about, you know, uh, my nephew being drafted to go fight in Iran three weeks ago and yeah that fear right now um but i the main thing is i can't believe how dumb people have been out loud about all this shit um and it, it was like the, the metaphor i thought of about like foreign policies i feel like people are always trying to like forestall the apocalypse by bailing out a battleship with a plastic cup or something um that's anyway that's why i, I tend to like be a little bit forgiving about the broad strokes of stuff because we have limited power in the world, even though the most powerful country in the world. But like the people saying the dumbest stuff out loud, like Ben Shapiro posted, I think the dumbest take in the history of the world the other day. He said the Palestinians would have kicked Jesus out of Gaza because he was Jewish. Mm-hmm. Be like, my friend Ben, do you really want to make your Christo fascist followers think deeply about what they think the Jewish people did to Jesus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is fun. Yeah. It's like, you know, there's two sides here. Right. Palestinians and Jews or whatever. And and coming down the road, just like, imagine how badly the Palestinians would have treated Jesus, right? When the other he might have been, Jews, he might have killed him. Which he might have yeah, ended right. up dead. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not saying the Jews killed Jesus, but that's what they say is that the Jews right. killed Jesus. So yeah, it is an odd point to make. Right. But, Especially but German, at Christmas time. The German government, and I want to emphasize that, the German government the other day posted a statement saying that they were seeing anti-Semitism at unprecedented levels in uh, Germany. Now, I'm not saying there's no anti-Semitism and it rising isn't but bad. I think it's but. at least a little bit <laughs> precedented, though. Yes. I think there's some precedent for anti-Semitism in Germany. Uh Call me yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, so, what the fuck? <laughs> let's continue the ceasefire so everyone stops getting so aggressively fucking stupid. Yeah, uh, we need to, yeah, we, I was gonna. I want to get to the to the vouchers, but we have one last clip that I do want to watch, just as like a palate yeah. cleanser, if that's cool with you. So, like for a palate yeah, cleanser, so Cheney, let's uh, let's see what Liz Cheney's new book has to say, among other things, about Donald Trump and Kevin McCarthy. And she writes, "Get ready, Cheney, Mar-a-Lago." What the hell, Kevin? Kevin McCarthy. They're really worried. Trump's not eating. So they asked me to come see him. Cheney, <laughs> what? You went to Mar-a-Lago because Trump's not eating? McCarthy, yeah, he's really depressed. Um, <laughs> okay, so, so, all right, first of all. The wake of January 6th. So this is the wake of January 6th when McCarthy had denounced Trump when he had a spine for like a minute and a half. Yeah. He apparently made Trump feel bad, so he had to fly to Florida to tuck him in and give him his binky because he wasn't Right, that's what I'm saying. That's what's so funny. Is First of all, I very much doubt the veracity of this. I'm sorry. That Trump refused to eat. Hard for me to believe, right? <laughs> He's got, I'm sure he has a McDonald's in Mar-a-Lago, right? Presumably. But right. also, like, 
the idea that like Trump is sitting there like fingers or arms crossed in a huff, like, hmm, you know, like refute. And then they like call in McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy's the guy who gets the call to come in. So Kevin McCarthy shows up and is doing the airplane stuff to Donald Trump. You know what I mean? Like, here comes the airplane. Wee, wee. You know, it's uh, it's just what an absurdist hellscape we live in. <laughs> yeah. I just like Kevin McCarthy yeah, just doing the little airplane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes the airplane. Here comes yeah. the airplane. Yeah. <laughs> to Donald Trump. Like anyway. the idea that it would be Kevin McCarthy who they needed to do that. And then him doing that. It's just also, you know, truth is stranger than fiction. It's so ridiculous. But yeah, uh, school vouchers. Been wanting to talk about this for a while. Well, I've been wanting you to talk to me about this for a while. So Take it away, I, Mark. <laughs> so I've generally assumed they were bad. I didn't really think they right. were this bad because, like, like, the thing is, like, so people are in favor of federalism, like to call the states laboratories of democracy. Because you, in theory, it's like okay, you got fifty different places trying fifty different styles of governance, and we see what works. And people can copy each other's ideas. School states have been, you know, deregulating this process and giving out school vouchers for like a while now. So we kind of got a good handle on what it looks like. And it's fucking awful. And despite the fact that it, it, it's awful, Tennessee is about to roll out, I think, the most expansive version of it in America. Where basically in a couple of years, every student in Tennessee, which is not, uh, pretty unprecedented, will be able to have access to this program, which will uh, you right. know, withdraw money from public schools to send one kid at a piece to a private school of their choosing. Right. With questionable accreditation. And a lot of them are clear scams. Which we'll get yeah. Into. So it's like you hear about it like on a surface level, like I said earlier, and it's like, well, what it does is it takes like Department of Education funding and it allocates it to, you know, ostensibly some of them say uh, lower income or children of need and it gives them the opportunity to go to like a private school they can pay their private school tuition with that and like people hear right. that and they're like oh well that's a nice thing to do and then you might hear like i remember years ago when bill haslam was the governor tennessee became the first state in the country to make community college free for everybody for every tennessean right and that was a major victory it's the last time i was proud of my state right mm -hmm. and but so then you hear it's like, well, they're expanding it. They're opening it up to everybody. And if you don't look into it or think too much about it, you're like, well, good for them. But there's a lot of reasons why it's total horseshit and actually does not hit. So it doesn't it doesn't hit for breaking those down. It doesn't it doesn't hit for schools in general. The kids who get the vouchers, the kids are left behind in schools that have less funding. Uh, in, in America in general, because we have a generation of dumber, less prepared kids in schools that are crumbling. Uh, but just for like, so since 2021, Arizona, Florida, Utah, and West Virginia have created or expanded voucher plans. And here comes Tennessee. And here's a fascinating part about this. So Bill Lee uh, sent out like to his party, the Republicans on the uh, in the state house, that he was going to propose this and what their talking point should be. And some Republican or Republicans apparently tried to stop him from doing it by leaking this horrifying plan. So it doesn't even hit for the entirety of his caucus. Um, what this would do is it provide funding for students to attend unaccredited private schools with little record of success. I'm quoting from, uh, by the way, I, I just want to shout out uh, our hero, Phil Williams. Yeah. Uh, from News Channel 5. He's the one who got this leak copy of Billy's plan. So real, real Phil deal Williams. Phil, buddy. Real yeah. deal Phil. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, he's a G. <laughs> uh so uh he he, he did uh he was scheduled to announce it this afternoon which he did this proposal so right now at the current moment a number of low and middle income students in davidson davidson hamilton and shelby counties are entitled to receive about nine thousand dollars a year to attend eligible private schools under this program called the education education savings account pilot program so it's a pilot program with a few like underserved kids in rural counties, you get nine thousand dollars a year to go to private schools. A pretty small. You said it's county. not rural counties, though. Those are oh, sorry. That, that's uh that's Nashville, Chattanooga, and Memphis. Oh my bad. So 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 they're doing the bait and switch where they're saying they're helping underprivileged kids in urban counties. Well, that's right? the, that's the main reason. Yeah. I fair, fair, my first recollection of hearing about school vouchers was with Betsy DeVos when she became <laughs> the Secretary of Education mm -hmm. under Trump. And it became a thing. I never heard of it before. And I remember when I first heard about it, how it's supposed to work is like, well, you can it's to like give kids money so they can go to private school and not public school or whatever. And my first thought was like, I'm from Clay County. I literally do not know where the closest private school is to my hometown. It's at mm -hmm. least an hour plus away. Right. Right. Like I, and you said earlier, some Republicans in the state house don't like this. I have to imagine they probably represent super, super rural districts or something, because like mm -hmm. 
I just don't understand just from that alone, like rural people, as always, getting fucked more than anybody by any, you know, given Republican policy. But yeah, this one's like to me, that's like immediate before any of the other bullshit, you know, about it, which there's plenty. Just that alone. It's like, well, that's not an option for a lot of people. Right. I don't understand how that's supposed to supposed to help. Just they're already underfunded. Dude. My school shut right. down for a while a few years ago because of budgeting issues. When I was in school, I was not bragging. I was in gifted and gifted is under the special ed umbrella. I was in the same class. I was actually in special ed for those gifted classes because special ed and gifted were in the same classroom with the same teacher and we did the same work for budgetary mm-hmm. reasons. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so I got like a hundred uh, in like AP science or whatever, but really I was like making straw towers and molecules and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Right, so. The tiny one, a school in Clay County, Tennessee. And I'm saying the last thing that needs to be happening is that we need to be taking money away from the public education budget. In my opinion, right. just what and- this is for. And like my heart goes out to kids that are trapped in like underperforming public schools, right? That like, but the solution is not the solution is to like give more funding and resources to those schools, not take it away to give one kid a lifeboat that he can't even use because that nine thousand dollars a year you give this kid to go to a private school. Uh, I looked up some yeah. numbers. No, we're close. It's like elementary school started like eleven thousand something, and high yeah. school was like sixteen something. Yeah, so like the, and the hidden, the hidden private like, schools in Tennessee, which they don't even take the voucher, they don't participate in the voucher program. Right. First of all, but they they it's like thirty something thousand dollars a year for tuition in those schools. So this seven, eight, nine thousand sounds like a lot. I mean, it is a lot of money in a vacuum, but it doesn't. If you're dead broke and they give you seventy percent of the cost of tuition, you still are not going to be able to come up with the other thirty percent. Right. So it's right. like it's an empty and that, gesture. And the good private schools don't take the vouchers is an right. important element of this. Yeah. Because money finds a home. Right. So if the good private schools don't want the voucher kids because you don't want them dragging down like the, the test scores or whatnot mm-hmm. or, or, or just don't want the riffraff around. Yeah. Like, and they're 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 entitled to 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 reject whoever they want. They'll reject special needs kids because they don't want special needs kids around. This is why you need sure. public schools who can't turn right. people away. Right. Um, uh, but people the, fall uh, through the cracks and you have to, the government has to step in and prevent that from happening, which is, you know, that's what public schools are for in addition to uh-huh. other things. And that's why I just can't believe there's any support at all for basically gutting public schools. I can't, I especially can't believe that it's such a, like a, you know, huge, uh, trendy policy on one side of the political it, spectrum in this country. It's crazy to me. I think, I mean, obviously, they, they just don't like public schools at all. Like, like uh, Betsy DeVos, who's sort of behind this push uh, nationwide still, even though she's not Secretary of Education anymore, she calls public schools government schools. Like, like they're, they're government indoctrination. Which, I mean, we do the Pledge of Allegiance. Show. Of course, they're government indoctrination centers. They're government schools. But, like, she calls them government schools to, like, vilify them as opposed to, like, just being a, pub, a public place. Well, public I, see, I think that's a lot of it with them, too, is I think that, like, you know, they're nar- another narrative they have going is that these schools are, are centers of wokeness, woke indoctrination. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny, me thinking about Salina High School or the schools I went to, like, thinking that those were, like, woke bastions hilarious they're the total opposite and i'm sure any rural school district in tennessee is the same way but anyway it's centers of woke indoctrination right and so it's like Mm. this allows them to get kids out of there and go to jesus schools because also in tennessee Mm. most of the private schools are jesus-y right and And so it's like it that they you know it's that also don't hit that's another part of it so like that's not just Jeezy schools because like I had for, some of my best friends in college went to Catholic high schools in Richmond and they were smart they got a good education there are good Jeezy schools yeah some Jesus of them are good on top right. of it. it's like but, a hospital some of the hospitals St Thomas or whatever you know they're like Catholic mm-hmm. hospitals and stuff but they're super legit hospitals some of the schools are like that too yes but like Trey said that the good schools won't take the vouchers and money's going to find a home that's why they're expanding the program to unaccredited schools so some hustler can open a fake school. And I covered st- when I, I covered education for a little bit when I was a reporter in Texas. This happened a lot. You start a charter school with no experience or accreditation. You take a bunch of money from people and then it's out of business in three years and the kids didn't learn shit, right? That's a lot of this. That's that, that's that's where the poor kids end up. But let's talk about where the rich kids end up because uh, before we get to that, because first and foremost, the people that use these, 75% of them are already in the private high schools. That's how the mm-hmm. private high schools get the voucher money is you're already in the hit in private school and you get free money 
to, to the right. government to send you free money to your house when you're going to invest anyway. These are well-off suburban kids, which it, I'm not, I don't hate on well-off suburban kids. I'm just saying they don't need the money. Right. It's uh, like, it's sort of, it's obviously not corporate welfare, but it's like, you know, it's like when a bunch of people that didn't really need it got like the PPP loans and never paid them back. Right. And then they bitch about student loan forgiveness or that sort of thing. Same thing. It's like, why isn't this socialism? Why ain't this bad? Why ain't this a handout? It's all of those things. It's just that right. it's going to like primarily well-to-do suburban people. And they're like, well, no, but see, I'll use it responsibly. See, that's right. why it's okay that I get it. Unlike this, you know, trailer trash yeah. who would waste it all on booze and stuff you know they're gonna spend it all right on uh, yeah they're gonna spend it all on drugs where it's I, better that i have it than the government yeah. have it really because the government's yeah. irresponsible too and i'm a responsible god-fearing red-blooded christian american so i'll yeah. make good use of it and that's what makes it different which yeah is the poor are just gonna sure. end it on spend it on mind altering substances whereas i am gonna spend it on my cognac collection uh <laughs> so so, so what are the kids who like, so those are the kids, the 75% of the kids who are already in private school, just get the parents, just get free money from the government. All right. But what about the kids who do leave public schools with the vouchers? Here's some data here. Some of the largest test score drops ever seen in research, uh, in a record of research between, I don't know how to judge, judge these numbers, what the evaluations mean, but the numbers thrown out here are negative 0.15 and 0.50 standard deviations of learning loss. Um, I, like I said, I'm not a parse that, but the expert said it's on par with what the COVID-19 pandemic did to test scores and larger than Hurricane Katrina's impacts on academics in New Orleans. Um, and like that's like Trey said, that's because they, they hit in private schools, turn away these kids. Mm-hmm. And instead, the typical voucher school is a financially distressed subprime private provider, often jumping at the chance for tax bailout to stay open for a few extra years. These are just straight up scams. Mm-hmm. And we're now we have the, I'm not hypothesizing anymore. Like you ask, what's the pitch here? What's the sale? Why do people fall for this? The, the selling points are all hypotheticals or lies. Now we have actual data here. Uh, in Wisconsin, 41% of voucher schools have closed since the program's inception in 1990. And that includes the number of pop-up schools opening just to cash in on new voucher payout. For those pop-up schools, the average survival time is just four years before their doors close for good. All right. Um, which is why, these don't hit for educators, these programs. Um, the Jackson In Tennessee, just the last couple of days, Jackson Madison County uh, School District voted to sue Bill Lee because they, they, they'd rejected a charter schools uh, commission twice over for being like a failing rigged scam of a school sponsored by this, liber, like, this libertarian think tank uh, with a bad, like, you know, uh, pedagogy is up the road, like a bad, bad, bad information to the school. I've been able to teach yeah. it. All right. And so they're, they're suing Bill Lee for basically the government stepped in and tried to make them let this bad fucking scam of a school open. But the level of scams here isn't just some like shady person taking free money from the government to pretend to teach kids while they play video games or whatever. You can also homeschool your kid and get free video games or video money. It's from Florida. They changed the rules a couple months ago to allow parents to spend leftover school voucher funds on TVs, kayaks and tickets to Disney. I mean, those things do all kick ass, and it is Florida we're talking about. So I guess I understand. Or you know, like, uh, and uh, I can envision. I, I'm not saying I understand. It's funny. It's just so appropriate that Florida <laughs> was like, sure, buy. You know, go to Disney uh-huh. World. Why not? You need a kick ass TV. That's important. And and I can envision a scenario where having a 55 inch TV in your classroom to show nature documentaries or whatever would be good for helping teach students. I also envision like having a stand up paddleboard, which the rules allow is a more fun than just jogging in gym class, but public schools don't have the money to do this shit and the state right. won't give it to them. Right. And if a teacher wanted a 55 inch TV in her classroom, she'd have to pay for it out of her own fucking pocket, much less a yep. stand up paddleboard or a ticket to, yep. to take her kids to Disney. So it's just like, it's a two tiered thing where the government's paying rich kids to fuck off and, mm-hmm. and to, to, to have a great time at uh, being homeschooled while public school kids have school lunch debt. Right. You know, it's like, it's fucking, it's ridiculous. And so there's also a thing where we're like conservative skepticism of like people who get free money from the government, which you brought up a little bit earlier. Hypothetically speaking, if I was the kind of dirtbag that, conservatives imagine being on government assistance programs, which is what this is, the government assistance program. Yeah, right. I could just pull my kid out of school, pretend that I'm teaching shit, and get a free kayak and 55-inch TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially in Florida. Skepticism? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Right. I, yes, I know. Right. Where's the skepticism? That's exactly... If they, if they could not benefit from it, 
they would be screaming that argument from the mountaintops, right? But because they themselves can get this money that's free, they keep their fucking mouth shut about it because, you know, they benefit from it. And again, they rationalize it however they need to. But yes, if it was only for poor people exclusively, actually, and had these same stipulations you could spend on TVs and stuff, dude, we'd never hear the end of this shit. It's like the one of the biggest boogeyman they've had over my lifetime is that exact type of thing. But they're totally mm-hmm. fine with it here. Cause it's open to them too. It's just, it's horseshit, yeah. man. It's also worth knowing that like a huge explosion in private schools in the sixties and seventies were a direct responses to integration. Of like course. Were, researchers call them segregation academies. Right. And so like a, a private school still operate that way. They can turn away anyone for every reason. Yep. And in Florida recently, a voucher funded school made national news when it banned uh, gay kids. Um, uh, in Indiana, pre-pandemic estimates showed that more, more than $16 million in taxpayer funds had already gone to voucher schools with explicit anti-gay admissions rules. Um, they also don't take special needs kids, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, but like, it's so it's another way of saying this is not about parental school choice. It's about the schools choosing the fucking students. And the libertarians pushing this, this is being pushed by the Cato Institute and Heritage Institute and the, the Bessie DeVos's organization and a few other places. One of the guys pushing Bill Lee to do this is a, cons- uh, a libertarian like think tank guy by the name of Corey DeAngelis, who's uh, big on the front lines of this. And I, I, Phil Williams, God bless him, a hero, dug up an article he wrote uh, back in like 2016, I think, that talks about uh, how good voucher schools are, specifically, specifically because they get to discriminate. And his arguments are that like discrimination will work its way out in the marketplace. Like if a school won't hire a better teacher because they're black, obviously that school will fail and the school that hires the black teacher will succeed in the marketplace of ideas. So therefore that'll work. Are you pretending there's no free market for where people will buy things because they're racist? What planet do you fucking live on? Right. Right. Part of libertarian horseshit is about how people should be able to customize their educational experiences, which is not how education works. Like shouldn't be. Extend hit for me. I still had to learn them. Right. That's what's necessary. You can't just customize everything off a menu. An example he used is like if you wanted to start, let's say, an academy for football players, you should be able to do so and have looser educational requirements because it'll be easier to teach the football players physics if you like use a football as an example in physics, all the physics problems, even though it doesn't meet like educational standards. I'm like, God, libertarians like are grazing a lab to like have no contact with the real world about a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so to recap here, this is fiscally responsible because it raises costs. The government's going to be spending more money to educate kids because just because you take money out of the school budgets doesn't mean they don't need that money. Right? You're just paying extra money to fund schools set up to siphon that money and steal it to not teach kids. It's a huge transfer of tax dollars to wealthy families whose kids already attend private or educations. And instead of as uncredited schools to recruit kids for the money while destabilizing school financing across the state. So what's the fucking pitch here? It's like, we'll spend a lot more money on education, but in a way that virtually ensures worse results, locks in massive inequality, dismantles school systems, and creates a boon to unscrupulous operators with no business teaching fucking kids. Sure, but no more wokeness and no more big government, Mark. You didn't think about that, did you? No more indoctrination. Get everybody in Jesus school where they belong. And uh, yeah, and you know, leave behind the people that need to be left behind. A lot of upsides really to do. it. If you're on that side, it's really it's worth pointing out here that conservatives will not often say it out loud, but they fucking hate public schools. They yeah. hate them with the the because the, they because they create educated citizens who don't fall for bullshit. Ronald Reagan explicitly oh, yeah. wanted to dismantle for public sure. colleges of because course. public colleges were where the anti-Vietnam resistance was organized. Yeah. No, dude, they hate they they yeah, education's super bad for them, and they yeah, they totally know that. Let's we, we, Time to wrap it up, but I want to real quick. You're talking about libertarians. Have you ever heard the analogy of libertarians and house cats? Mm-hmm. So I think it'll hit for you. So the analogy goes, and I see it on the internet all the time. Libertarians are a lot like house cats. They are utterly assured of their own fierce independence while being completely dependent on a system that they lack the capacity to understand. Mm-hmm. Right, which I feel like is pretty accurate. And I'm a huge cat lover. Big cat. That guy, That's totally how they are. <laughs> that guy was quoting lives off right wing wingnut welfare from a billionaire who pays a salary to spit out takes like that. He wouldn't survive five minutes in an actual fucking market economy. He's right. got no skills. Right. So like, like, 
But all these are like thought programs. They don't survive contact with the real world because the real world's complicated and messy and some kids need extra instruction and some kids don't. And it's like, you, like you, you can't like, not everything happens in your whiteboard while you're just spitballing ideas. So mm-hmm. it's just like, it's fucking, it drives me fucking crazy. Indeed it okay. is. All right. Well, that was a fun episode. I thought, I hope y'all enjoyed it. Quick reminders, go to TreyCrowder.com to check out my upcoming shows, get some tickets, come and see me. Also, you can find a link on there to me and Corey's book around here and over yonder. Uh, the audio book is half off on audible right now through the end of the week. And lastly, if you like this program, you could support us by going to weekly slash more or go on Patreon and look me up $5 a month. You get access to full length bonus episodes two a month and support the show in the process. The main thing is you keep coming back on skews days. If you will, we will. We'll see you in seven days. Love you. Bye. Skew.